You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Take your Bibles tonight, 2 Samuel chapter 5. I'm speaking tonight on the subject, don't move, don't act until you hear the sound of the mulberry trees. Your Bibles by way of introduction, verse 17, please. But when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines came up to seek David. And David heard of it, and he went down to the hole. It's an amazing the enemy always hears. The devil has a way of getting that news out. The devil has a way of making sure that everybody knows what's going on. This is dangerous for the Philistines because they know David. They encountered David in 1 Samuel 17. He was a little boy, but he had five smooth stones and one of the stones went in the sling and the sling went round and round. Oh, they know of David. And now they hear he's no longer a boy and he's no longer running from Saul. But now he's the king. The Bible says the Philistines came. And the Philistines came and they positioned themselves, okay? You're king. We've experienced you in the past. But this is war for us. We're coming after you. You know, whenever God's people attempt to do something for God, there will always be opposition. When you say rise up and build, there will be the Sanballats and there will be the Tobias and there will be the Grecian Arabian and they'll say even if a fox walk upon that wall, it will certainly crumble. Why, you feeble Jews, fortify yourselves against us. Oh, there'll always be an attack. There is always going to be a Pharaoh. When Moses says, let my people go, and uh, there, wasn't, uh, there wasn't obedience to that. And the lice came. And, and the frogs came. And the, the locusts came. And the darkness came. And the water to blood came. And the firstborn were killed. And Pharaoh's kept saying, no, you can't, you can't. I'm fighting against you. Let them go. But they got to Exodus 14. And they came to Baal-Saphon. And when they reached Baal-Saphon, those Jews, the Bible said, God turned them. And they were trapped. They could not go to the left. They could not go to the right. They could not go over that water. They could not turn back because the Egyptians were coming. You know, friend, what you ought to do when you're trapped, stand still. God gave them three, two, one. Fear ye not. Stand still. See. And here in this text, the Philistines are coming. As they come, they know they're going to battle this one called David. What's David going to do? Verse number 19. David inquired of the Lord. When was the last time you actually really said, I inquired of God? 
Not God, I'm gonna do this. And I prayed now three times about this. I prayed for four days about this. When was the last time you actually waited and inquired upon God? I think so much in our Christian lives, we're paying the consequences because we don't inquire from God. I had a man, and he's not been in church in years, but he used to say to me, I fell on my face before God. I've always wondered what that is. Do you go and stand in a corner and put your face in the ground and put your feet over the top of your head? I've got my face on the ground. How do you put your face on the ground? What does that all mean? I don't give much credence to someone who's got their face in the ground but won't come to the house of God. I don't put much credence to a person that put their face in the ground but won't tithe. I don't put much credence to a person who's got their face in the ground but won't sing when it comes time to sing it and faithful to the house of God. We're so casual with God. And David, he saw what was happening the Philistines were gathering together. A war was going to ensue. And he inquired the Lord. And he said, shall I go up? Shall I go up? Shall I go up? That's a key pivotal part of this text. Shall I go up to the Philistines? God, what do you want me to do? And I love what God says. He says, what thou deliver them? And the Lord said, two words, church. What are they? Ready? Begin. Try it again. Shall I go up? Lord, what do you want me to do? And God said two words. What were they? Now let's say it one more time. And David inquired of the Lord, shall I go up? And the Lord said, now you got it like independent Baptists. Go up. I will doubtless, doubtless deliver the Philistines into thy hand. Go up. Then we find in verse 20, and 21 was the victory. And as David smote them, he had a great victory and he burned uh, their belongings, burned them and the war was won. Isn't it amazing something like the devil, the Philistines here, you think they'd give in, but not verse 22. The Bible says, and the Philistines came up yet again. Have you noticed when you win a victory with the devil, you resist the devil, and what does he do? When you resist the devil, what does he do? He flees. But you notice he always comes back. My Bible says of the devil in the book of Job that he walketh to and fro throughout the whole earth. And he kept coming back to Job. And he took his camels and he came back to Job and he took his sheep and he came back to, and he took this and that and he took his children and he took his health. He just kept coming back. Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. I will promise you this, somewhere along the line and perhaps throughout many times tomorrow, the old devil is gonna try to trip you and trip me up. I promise you that. And I'm gonna do my best by the grace of God to resist him. And you know, Brother John, he will flee, but he's coming back. He's coming back. And the Philistines, David says, shall I go up? God says, go up. The victory was won, and they came again. They came again. Once again, I faced Satan this morning, and I bowed the date long, you precious young people.
It's starting to trickle back in. And I'm telling you, God's going to give you a good year in Bible college, but he'll fight you every step of the way. He'll fight you with yourself. He'll fight you with relationships. He'll fight you with your jobs. He'll fight you perhaps with things back home. There'll be a battle. There'll be a war. It will be continuous. But friend, everything in life is a war. Sometimes I think we as Christians are the only ones have a battle. How would you like to be living in 2018 without God Almighty on your side? All the Philistines came again. Now notice what happens. We'll get to our text. The Philistines came again, yet again. And when David inquired the Lord, he probably could say, Ben, they are done that. I've already been here before, God. I've talked to you so much. I've talked to you day by day and with each pastor. I just keep talking to you. And remember, I, I came back to you last time. I said, shall I go up? And you said immediately, two words, four little letters, go up, go up. Now they're back again. Those thorns in our side are back again. Now God, what do you want me to do? He says, shall, shall I go up? And he inquired the Lord and he said, and he said, verse 23, verse 23, thou shalt not go up. God is not some, some cookie cutter, uh, cutter prayer request answer. Doesn't answer them all the same. And when God gave you victory this way, he may choose to do it a different way tomorrow. May I suggest to you that one time God said, go up against those Philistines, but now this time says, I don't want you to go up. I don't want you to go. That's a strange thing. The Philistines have always been the enemy to God's people. And, and now all of a sudden, he sees them gathering again. He, he, he saw them the first time when he was a youth and there was that great giant called Goliath. And he saw him just before this in this chapter when, when he, he said, do I go up? And God says, go up. Now he comes to God again. He says, now do I go up? God says, thou shalt not go up. What in the world's going on? Our text. The Bible says, when David inquired of the Lord, he said, thou shalt not, verse 23, go up. But fetch a compass behind them. Come upon them over against the mulberry trees. It shall be when thou hearest, when thou hearest the sound of the going in the tops of the mulberry trees, then thou shalt bestir thyself. Then thou shalt the Lord go out before thee, because this is the Lord's battle, by the way, to smite the host of the Philistines. And David did so as the Lord commanded. Don't make a move. Don't act. Don't decide until you hear the sound of the mulberry trees. Don't, don't, but, but, but God did it this way last time. I know he did, but he says, don't do it that way. You just wait. You just wait. Wait till you hear. Wait till you hear. What have you heard? 
He that hath an ear, Revelation says, let him hear. In the last days, it is going to be so important that we hear. And he says that in all seven churches in the book of Revelation to the church at Smyrna and the church at Ephesus and the, and, the, and the church at Laodicea and the church at Philadelphia and to every single of the seven churches, he said every time in the message to that church, he that hath an ear, let him hear. And oh, there's a day when the people of God ought to be hearing the voice of God and listening to the voice of God and listening to what God says, it's today. It's today. When was the last time you could say, I heard him speak. Once again, he spoke to me today. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing the word of God today. Hebrews chapter 13, today, if you will, hear his voice. Have you heard his voice? And he walks with me. And he talks with me. And he tells, he still speaks I know his voice. Have you, can, can you say that you heard the voice of God? Proverbs, the entire book, Solomon writes to his son Rehoboam, and he says, my son, hear, hear, hear. Don't act until you can say, I can tell you that God has been speaking to me. Honey, I get so nervous of that. I get so tired of people telling me God's speaking. I'm wondering I wonder if you even know how to hear the voice of God. I wonder sometimes as a preacher, do I even know, is God really speaking to me? I'm so cautious. To my knowledge, I've never built a building with you. We've built so many hundreds of thousands of square foot of building. I've never come to you and said, God spoke to me. I like what Tony Hudson was teaching me some years ago. Brother Tony said, I don't know about all that God's speaking to me, but it seems like God's impressing day after week and month after month and year after year on my heart that we ought to do this. And he said, I just sense that God's laying that on my heart and impressing that upon my heart. Every preacher I know I think is that way. They want to be led by the Spirit of God. I don't want to come to you and say, I know that God spoke to me and told me this, but I, I do want to hear his voice. And I do want God to speak to my heart. And he said, I want you to hear. I want you to listen for the trumpet. How about listen for the mulberry tree? When was the last time you could say, I, I heard the mulberry tree? Isn't it a wonderful thing? to sometime just be still. And perhaps you're in a park or there's a tree in your front yard and the wind is blowing. And when you hear that wind blowing, you can hear the mulberry tree or whatever the tree might be, just, just leaves up against leaves. I love that sound. When you hear the sound, don't act until you hear the sound of the mulberry. God says that's going to be a sign. I'm going to give you the battle. I'm going to win the battle. But not only do you have to hear the sound, you have to see the sound. Look what he says. And it shall be when thou hearest the sound, here it is, going in the tops of the mulberry trees. A few days early this summer, back in the end of May, I believe it was, we were in the state of Oregon, 
at a place called Sun River a few days. And I was just amazed at all the beautiful white birch trees. We talked about it. They were a different type of birch than we have around here. They were just beautiful. And they had these leaves that were different than ours. And they're just scattered everywhere. And I was just watching them one day. I was watching them as they were still. And then all of a sudden at the tops, I kept watching all the tops. And they were like flying in formation. They're all together. All those leaves. God was God was blowing. That tickled my lips. God, you blow. You're the blower. Start blowing. Oh, boy, don't do that. (laughs) Imagine, I guesstimate 10 to 20,000 people here tonight, all that bad breath coming this way. I, I kept looking. Those beautiful leaves. One wasn't going this way. They're all going the same way. All going the same direction. I kept looking at the tops. And then I came down on those big, giant trees. And I noticed... And in the next section, just a little bit further down, they just kept blowing in formation. And that's what God's saying. You listen. You listen for the mulberry trees. And then at the top, you can see something's happening. I want God in these days of my life I want to make every decision based on God where the mulberry tree, I can can hear him speaking to me. I I can see the mulberry trees. I can see those. I can see it all lining up. I think I'll close. I see a third. When you see, when you hear, I like this, when you feel the effects of the mulberry trees. We were talking at men's prayer last night. You know, when a church has the touch of God on a service, it's always evident. There might be a tear that escapes an eye. There might be a raised hand that that lifts its hand toward heaven. There might be a shout, praise God. There might be, whoo, glory to God. I I start tap dancing over here. My, My feet just start going. My hand goes up. It's so exciting when not only do you hear something, but you see something and you feel something. You just feel something. Oh, our choir can sing and I'll feel it. Special music can sing and I'll feel it. These beautiful instruments here that we have, the instrumentals get on those and, and then the orchestra, I can feel it. I see it, the invitation this morning. I saw people coming down the aisle and here with Bibles open, people getting saved. Boy, I tell you, I could feel it. I could feel it. I could just feel there was something that came on my heart today. And it was the mulberry trees. They were, they were blowing and they were moving and I could, I could hear, I could feel, I could see the voice of God. You know what we do? We get our will and we have it all figured out. And then we deceive ourselves. God's in this. 
God many times is not in it at all. He uses a word after he tells us to hear and to see and feel in verse 24. And let it be when thou hearest the sound of the going to the tops of the mulberry trees, then thou shalt bestir thyself. We don't use that word today, bestir. But the last four letters are stir. And that's what it means literally. It means to spring into action. And the word was used in Old Testament time in particular. And it was associated with what the choir sang this morning, the morning light. And when the morning light came, a person should be bestirred, stirred into action, into action. I'm gonna do something. Tomorrow I'm gonna do something for the cause of Christ. May it be that God bestirs you. Is God bestirring you not so you can do less for God, but more for God? Is God bestirring you? In some cases in this auditorium tonight to retire so that you might have more time for prayer, that you might have more time for Bible study, that you might have more time to volunteer and help at the cause of Christ at the house of God, that you'd have more time to work on a bus, that you'll have more time to teach a class. Retirement, we make retirement that, oh boy, they're old now, they gotta sit on the sideline. Retirement's not doing less, it's doing more for God. Don't you get worried. My dear, dear, sweet friend, Bobby Robertson would say, I'm gonna preach to pastor this church to 100 and then go into full-time evangelism. And don't you worry. I'll give you that option long before I'm 86 like he was. I know that. I don't want to be less. I want to be stirred. There's so much to do. There's so little time to do it. And so I get up tomorrow, and it may be tonight, where God will lay something on my heart, and here come the Philistines again. And I'll ask God, do I go up? And he'll say, go up, go do it. And then they'll come back tomorrow. I said, dog up. He says, thou shalt not go up, Jack. Hear the mulberry trees. See the mulberry trees. Feel the mulberry trees. And watch what I can do. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.